Super Talk Mississippi media production. In the Mississippi Legislature, House Bill 728 funds health care for illegal immigrants. Call your legislator today at 601-359-3770. Ask them to stop House Bill 728. It's not too late. You can help stop this. Paid for by Building America's Future. Good morning, everybody, on uh, what I think might just be the biggest day collectively in Mississippi College baseball history. Welcome into Mike in the Morning. I am Michael Borky. Always glad to see you and be with you. Getting a little bit of an early start. I'm like two minutes ahead of schedule, which is which is better for me. I'm usually like on the, the other side of it. I'm usually really late to this kind of thing. So I'm early today, and, and I am... Uh, I, I need some praise for that. I appreciate that because I had a long night, a uh, long night last night, and I am running on fumes. Uh, I stayed up to watch the end of USA-Mexico, and when that just electric factory of a game ended, um, I couldn't go to sleep. I was so jacked up. So I, I've got like four hours of sleep last night. I am absolutely running on fumes. But what a day this is. And, and that's more of a question than a statement. I, I really want to know if there, if there was a day that you guys can think of that was more significant or is more significant than this one. I'd love to hear it because, uh, yes, I mean, you've, you've had teams. Mississippi State played for a national championship, was in the national championship series. Ole Miss has been to Omaha. Southern Miss has been to Omaha. So individually, obviously, those were bigger days than what is on the line today. But collectively, you guys, tell me if I'm wrong. Collectively, there there has not been a bigger day than this one in Mississippi College baseball, right? I mean, there's no shot that you've had three teams. Maybe I'm wrong. Again, I, I've only lived in this state for a, 11 years total, um, had this job for six. So maybe there there was a day or a time or a weekend where where it was more significant than this, uh, and I just don't remember or don't recall. But is there a bigger day than this, or has there ever been a bigger day than this, where three teams in Mississippi are all playing for a super regional berth on the same day? It feels unprecedented, so I'm just going to go with it until somebody corrects me. So a uh, huge, huge day, and... Uh, more so, so full disclosure, I fully expect Mississippi State to make easy work of, of Campbell today. Uh, I think they're going to be playing in a Super Regional, and I think they're going to be playing a Notre Dame team that can really hit the baseball. I, I As long as the weather holds up and lets them play, I think here in a few hours, Mississippi State will be dogpiling in Starkville and uh, on their way, well, they're not going anywhere, but on their way to, to the Super Regionals, and hosting Notre Dame. Uh, it's still a big day for them, obviously. Anytime you've got this on the line, if you're in a regional final, it's always a big deal. Always, always, always a big deal. Um, so it's a little bit less, though, for Mississippi State, in part because of the opponent, and I think they're a heavy favorite, all that stuff. For Ole Miss and for Southern Miss, though, this game is uh, massive for two kind of 
different reasons. So I'm going to get into all that. And then at the end of this, if there is time, if I have time, I do want to talk about that game last night where uh, uh, Christian Pulisic and, and Horvath, who came in as a sub, stopping a PK, the Mexico fans in Denver, Colorado, throwing bottles at America. We back? You guys there? Can you see me? We good? Had um, some some kind of lag spike or, or whatever. Um, are, are we back? Are we good? Um, I think we're back, right? Can you see me? Yeah. Yeah, we're good. All right. Sorry. Um, still waiting for the day that I can switch to C-Spire Fiber. So stuff like that will, uh, will stop happening. So I'm back. <laughs> Um, little internet blip, but glad to see you guys are, uh, are still, still around. So, um, the, the state of, uh, American sports media, uh, and you're going to, you're not going to see it today. That's the point. So I want to get to that later, but we're going to talk baseball to start because of course we are. Um, again, like I said, I fully expect Mississippi state to, uh, to take really kind of easy work. Uh, of Campbell today. Although I do have kind of a crazy take that I, I am, I've almost talked myself into believing. Uh, Mississippi State should start Landon Sims today. There's your, there's your hot take of the day that I am not fully convinced. I haven't, I haven't talked myself into it totally yet. Um, and I know that sounds stupid, and, and I'm aware that it, it really kind of is stupid. But you've got a healthy Landon Sims. Why don't you go ahead and throw him for four innings today? And just really slam the door on Campbell. That that would be nice. Um, I haven't quite talked myself into that yet, but um, I thought about it yesterday. I was thinking about that uh, watching the USA game. I thought, you know, it wouldn't be all that crazy. It wouldn't be just completely insane for Mississippi State to start Sims today. He's rested and ready to go. But um, Campbell's coach last night it was actually kind of funny. He was asked about. Um, what he's going to do pitching wise today. And he was like, I don't know. Do you have any ideas? <laughs> he didn't know what he's going to do. Uh, they're going to have to take the, uh, the, the whole staff approach and um, Mississippi state clearly in much better shape from a pitching perspective, especially getting the, the day off yesterday to, to really get rested and healthy. I, I don't expect any drama in Starkville today at all. Zero. I mean, I, I think Mississippi state is going to win and win comfortably and uh, it'll only take one game uh, for them to do it. So very little drama in Starkville. Very different story in Oxford. And the pressure, man, uh, the, the pressure is going to be on uh, Ole Miss today. Because like I said on Twitter last night, and I, I'm not being hyperbolic when I say this, it's not just a super regional on the line for Ole Miss. Um, there, there's something more here. And, and whether or not you think this is fair that doesn't really matter whether or not you agree with this. I mean, you know, that's up for debate. But um, there, there is a narrative, a glowing, glaring narrative uh, on the line today, specifically for for Ole Miss. It's a it's a discussion that has had basically every postseason, um, and here we are again having the same conversation. And if Southern Miss wins this game today. It's another example of, of Old Miss's postseason failure, especially when they were in the driver's seat. They were 2-0 in the regional. 
Southern Miss had to play an extra game. They had to play twice yesterday, and and they beat you. Uh, Ole Miss has the last four times they've hosted a regional, they've gotten out of it once. You guys know about the Omaha record. It's something, it's a conversation that people have often because there is at least a portion of the fan base that is kind of fed up with things going down the way that they have gone down. And people are fed up with the the way they feel about today. And again, you can think it's fair or not. I mean, we talked about it earlier this season with the, well, the program was nothing before he arrived, stuff like that. I mean, you know, all of that is is true. But what really matters is what you do in the postseason. That's that's really all that matters. And when you're two decades into it, people don't want to hear about how bad you were two two years or twenty years ago. You don't want to hear about that. What are you doing for me now? What are you doing today? And that Ole Miss fails in the postseason. Ole Miss steps on their own two feet. They shoot themselves in the foot, whatever uh, expression you want to use uh, about getting tight or whatever in the postseason. If they have um, another regional at home, where they win their first two games, and somebody who is supposed to be... Now, JP, don't get offended by that, because I think you agree. Southern Miss is supposed to be a lesser opponent. They weren't yesterday, but they're supposed to be. Um, Beating you on your home field twice, people are fed up with it. And if that happens today, I think the reaction will be different than just you know losing losing a regional. And there are some people that think that's not fair. There are some people that think that fans are ungrateful or whatever. And I think that's crap, honestly. Uh, if you're not going, if you're going to invest all this time and money and facilities and resources and energy into something, you should expect a return on that investment, a postseason return, which is the only thing that matters going undefeated in the regular season every year doesn't get you anything. If you don't win in the postseason, just ask Notre Dame, what do people think about Notre Dame football right now? What, what, what is the, the thought of Notre Dame football? They don't win when it matters. That's the only thing that people care about. Oh yeah. Brian Kelly, you know, great coach, what, whatever that's, that's nice, but, they're not competitive when it matters. That's the only narratives are driven by postseason success. Careers are looked at on postseason success and postseason success only. That's all that matters is what you do in the most important spots. And so I, I we talked about it earlier this season. I said I am not going to criticize the Ole Miss fan that is fed up with, with how this thing goes. Um I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to criticize people that are fed up with it. It's a little bit of a different story this year, and that, that's what makes this this season and this day so interesting. Because on one hand, just getting here, being in this spot, is pretty remarkable when you consider uh, a top ten pick on the mound is gone for Ole Miss, and their best player tore his ACL. Now he's playing. He can barely run, and he can't play his position on the field. It took a nice coaching job to get to this point. How many teams in the country would 
be in a regional final if you take away their best pitcher and their best player, even though Elko is hitting some. Not many. But people have seen this song and dance before with fully healthy teams that should have gotten it done, and they didn't. So this is a huge day, a huge day to either affirm what a lot of people already think, to confirm the the biases, air quotes, to confirm the biases of fans that think that uh, the program is at a ceiling and that they are defined by their lack of success in the postseason. Or it's a day to push those narratives aside, win a regional without your top 10 pick on the mound, with your best player hobbling on a torn ACL, and recovering from a middle of the season that was rough, a free fall. But I don't blame the people that think or that that have an expectation today. I don't blame them. They've seen this before. It's happened just like this before. Great regular season, ascend to the top of college baseball, things go wrong, you go 2-0 in a regional, and now here they are in a winner-take-all game. They can either shut this up today, uh, they they can end this conversation, because just getting to a super regional under the circumstances, I think would or should be viewed as a season of success. Without Gunnar Hoagland getting to a Super Regional, with Tim Elko on one ACL, those two things happening, getting to a Super, I think is significant. I think that should be looked at favorably. But if they lose today, that noise is going to be deafening, I think. And fans will still buy tickets because you guys love baseball. Students will still pack right field because they can go out there and get smashed and throw beer in the air. But that noise, the the postseason failure noise, will be deafening if they can't get it done. And it will be silenced, at least for a little while, if they can. One game. I mean, it's crazy. In a sport like baseball, one game will have such a dramatic impact on how people view the program. It's, uh, It's pretty crazy. We get one message that says, got a feeling the Rebs are about to get Bianco'd again. Same song, 20th verse. Um, JP, I think you're exactly right on this. I think you nailed this. Ten weekends of doubleheaders looks like they paid off for Southern Miss. We asked Scott Barry about it on the radio show, and he kind of downplayed it a little. But I think it's it's noteworthy that Southern Miss had to play doubleheaders every Saturday, basically all season long. Yesterday was nothing to them. I mean, they were talking on the broadcast some about about how Southern Miss, um, you know, after beating Florida State, um, may have been in a rhythm. And so that's why, you know, they got off to a a hot start at the plate. I think it's a little bit deeper than that. I think they're used to playing two games in a day because they've done it all season long. They played four-game weekends all season long. I mean, this is nothing new to them. And on top of that, Scott Barry's teams are just tough as hell. I mean, it's attitude reflects leadership, and their leadership is is just just tough. And the teams play like that. I mean, think about it. Southern Miss gives up a four spot in the top of the first. They've got no pitching. You know, they played earlier, and you're in front of ten thousand people, and they they weren't even a little bit phased by it. They they return and. 
and, and had a seven spot in the bottom of the first. I mean, that, that's that's a typical Scott Barry team. That, that's just what they do. That's what he does. He, he's just tough, and his teams are tough, and they're going to be mentally strong. And they proved that yesterday. Down 4 nothing in the first with no pitching left, and they decided to slug their way to a win. It's what that's that's Scott Barry in a nutshell. But that is something that I, I didn't hear them mention on the broadcast yesterday. Um, the fact that they had played those uh, those four game weekends all season long. I don't I don't think they mentioned it, but that probably had an impact yesterday. They're used to it. They turn around and play the second game all season long. It uh, it means something. And this message, it just this underscores kind of what I'm talking about today. A top five spending program should make it to Omaha more than once every 20 years. I mean, that's what a lot of the fan base is thinking today. And you can think it's unfair. Like I had somebody, I'll read a, a reply I got on Twitter yesterday. So if Ole Miss loses to a team that you've said was all kinds of really good for the last month, particularly since regionals were announced, with how good of a job Bianco did getting a very injured team to host, we get to hear now about how he can't coach. LOL. Um, I, I don't. I don't think for other people. I'm just telling you how people feel. Whether you think it's fair or not doesn't matter because number one, look at the records. Oh, Ole Miss has hosted regionals, not gotten out of them. Well, this is what one in six in super regionals since Mike Bianco has taken over. I mean, those are very real things that have happened in the past. This season uh, will not be looked at in a vacuum because in a vacuum, like I said before, them being here took a good coaching job to get here. It did. <laughs> it did. But things aren't looked at in vacuums. Not if they lose today, it won't be because it'll just be another example of something that has frustrated people for so long. And on the flip side, they can shut it up today. They can they can end that talking point. They can end that narrative. It's I am fascinated by this game and the reaction that comes with it and how the team plays. I mean, what's getting lost in all this is Ole Miss has been slumping for weeks now offensively. And, and you know, there are some people that are going to pretend like Yesterday, they just now decided yesterday, like they got tight yesterday and are not hitting the ball well starting yesterday, and that's that's really not true. They've been slumping for a while. Um, They've been slumping for a while. Uh, Hoover almost made the run in Hoover because they pitched it well. Weren't good offensively in Hoover. They weren't good offensively in Athens before being honest, in the last week of the season. This is three weeks now of bad offense. They beat Florida State because a shortstop rushed a throw on a guy with one ACL. They didn't score runs against Florida State. They pitched their way to a win. They've been slumping for a while now. And Southern Miss's pitching staff is depleted. Now, you, I mean, maybe you could get an inning or two out of Powell and Stanley. That's something to keep an eye on is, I mean, do you you give them a shot? Um, that's something to keep an eye on. But 
offensively for Ole Miss. They've been struggling for a few weeks now. I mean, that's that's a real thing. They, they have bad approaches. Um, Chatney's slumping. TJ McCants is really slumping and, and really just not playing well anywhere uh, right now. You, you don't get much, if any, production out of Baker. Um, it's it's not good. It's not good offensively right now at all. So they've got to rise to the occasion and and respond, or else the the narrative will be affirmed. That's just uh, that's the reality. I think you're right. No pitchers off the table today, except for uh, Ryan Ock, who who was really great yesterday. Uh, but yeah, you can't you can't run him out there today. Otherwise, that's it. Um, for Ole Miss, uh, uh, you will not see Nikhazy. I do think Taylor Broadway can can give you some outs. I, Jack Doherty will be able to give you some outs. Kimbrell still available. Uh, Wes Burton has yet to pitch. Um, I mean, I guess technically you could run McDaniel out there again. Doesn't sound good. Doesn't sound ideal. But I guess you could. Um, you could. So all hands on deck. I mean, that's what that's what you have to do. Uh, you have to win this thing. I don't know if um, if Derek Diamond, maybe if you need him to give you an inning, I, I guess he could be available too for Ole Miss. But uh, you're going to see a lot of pitching changes today if they get the game in. The weather forecast isn't ideal. By the way, in, in Starkville, if you're a State fan still hanging on, I know there's not a whole lot that, that I've said about your game today. It's Quite simply, guys, because I think you're going to win and win easily. There, there's just really not a whole lot of drama uh, with with the game in Starkville today. That's just me. Um, forecast looks okay. I mean, if they start on time, they should be able to get baseball in. And Oxford and Starkville doesn't – I mean, later in the day, there's like a 50% chance of rain. It could disrupt the game, but it looks like uh, we'll be playing ball today. Um, so that's good. But – yeah, I, I don't. Uh, I, I suspect a lot of pitching changes, a lot of one or two inning outings from a bunch of guys to try to get this game won. But um, I cannot remember a more unique day in college baseball in this state. Three teams playing for a super regional. But like I said, I, I don't think that there's the kind of pressure. I think Southern Miss can play completely loose today, just wide ass open. Forgive my language, but that's how they can play today. There's no pressure. Hey, w- what pressure is there on Southern Miss to win today? I mean, they want to, of course. They want to get to a super regional, of course they do. And you know, the guys will feel it. But I think all the pressure is in the opposite dugout. All of it. Um, I'm interested to see what kind of crowd is going to be there. The atmosphere has looked really good and sounded good uh, the first few games, but now that you know some people actually have to work on a Monday, if you can believe it, um, there's not going to be the numbers because, of course, not. And what kind of mood are they going to be in today? Because you guys remember the second game of the Tennessee Tennessee Tech series. Everybody, even state fans, remember what that was like, and it was. Um, eerie like the mood in the stadium was eerie that day will it be like that today will the team respond with their backs against the wall and will the um will that narrative be affirmed or shut down 
There's one game to find out. And you're right. They're playing with house money today. Southern Miss is playing with house money. I mean, they they lose the first game. They fight back from the loser's bracket. Pressure's completely off. Completely off of Scott Berry's guys today. Completely. It's all um, all in the other dugout. So what do you guys think? I I mean, I, you know, I've heard from a lot of people the last – you know, a few hours after the game last night about how frustrated fans are, and I get it. I get it. But um, we'll see if your team responds. We will see. There is one thing I want to get to, though, and it's not baseball-related. So if you're just here for baseball, um, you can go ahead and, and log off the stream and get ready for your game this afternoon. Uh, I'm probably going to do another one of these tonight. Probably. But uh, I may not wait for the morning. It just depends. It depends on uh, how everybody at the house is feeling. But um, do a uh, a recap edition of this. Because right now, I mean, the game's in a few hours. What what else can I say? You know, I mean, is Ole Miss going to fail in the postseason once again? Or are they going to rise to the occasion and and respond. Is Mississippi State going to dominate like I think they will? Should they start Landon Sims? Probably not, but I was thinking about that yesterday. Um, and you're you're exactly right. This is a good Southern Miss team. Mississippi needs to take a bow today. All three teams playing for a super. I think we're, I mean, we're going to get one for sure. I think we're basically guaranteed to get two. So what else is there to say? All is uh, the hay is in the barn, if you will. Now it's time for the teams to uh, to put up or shut up. So we'll see if they can get it done. We will see if they can get it done and shut people like me up uh, about postseason failure. Well, we'll see if they can do it. So I did watch a a soccer game last night, and uh, I know a lot of you uh, that follow me on Twitter anyway uh, did the same because my timeline was loaded. Uh, with people reacting to the United States-Mexico game in Denver, the CONCACAF Nations League final. And, I mean, that was so much fun to watch. And soccer is not usually a sport that produces fun. Uh, I really don't watch it outside of the United States national teams because, you know, I am, I'm a, you know, I'm an American homer after all. Uh, I love this country. I watch the Olympics. Like I, I was talking to my wife earlier about how I, I won't miss, you know, anything in the Olympics, especially Simone Biles because she's the goat. But if if you've got USA across the chest, I'm watching you, and uh, and I love our national team, I, even though they're anger inducing most of the time. But last night was incredibly electric. You got heroics from Pulisic just burying. Uh, a penalty kick after the Mexico players tried to ruin the spot while the the ref was reviewing to make sure it was a penalty kick. Um, you got heroics from him. The backup keeper has to come in because Stefan got hurt and and he saves a penalty kick w- when basically the game is over. I mean, just a, an unbelievable, incredible game that was just it had everything. It had people running on the field. It had penalty kicks. It had. Uh, video review it had a bunch of scoring it had flopping it had physical play yellow cards everywhere it was and then of course it's 
an intense rivalry. Like th- there's a storied history with the United States and Mexico. It was just electric. And seeing that young group of guys, that roster, that team filled with mostly young guys, a lot of whom can't even consume alcohol legally yet, uh, to win a trophy together for the first time, just hopefully that's one of many. Because I know people have been saying it for a couple decades about the the, the new crop of young USA soccer players are, are going to be great. Well, in 2014, that young group grew up and made a great run in the World Cup. Now it's the most talented collection, most talented pool of players the United States has ever had. And they showed you flashes of it yesterday. Uh, their back line is awful at times. Um, but they look, in these last two games, in the CONCACAF Nations League, they looked like exactly what they are. A really young team that's barely played together, really not at all. That is also extremely talented, and they showed you flashes of that. Especially from midfield up, they are so talented and so young, and they're just electric. They're, they're sloppy at times disjointed at times and electric at times. And last night was just a blast to watch those young guys win a trophy. But there is, of course, the ugly that happened. And you're going to, as as Jeffrey Wright, uh, he put it more eloquently than, than I will uh, on Twitter yesterday, and he's exactly right. We have seen a recent string of fans acting like morons in the NBA and Major League Baseball. You've had fights and stands in baseball, and Russell Westbrook got popcorn poured on him, a bottle thrown at Kyrie Irving, an empty water bottle hit him in the head. Uh, that guy's going to be charged with a crime, as he should. Um, you know, the the reaction that you've gotten from that, I think, has been largely appropriate. Some people have taken it too far and acted like it's some kind of just, oh, it's just so awful kind of thing. I mean, it. the people that did that are really stupid. They should be removed from arenas forever. They should not be allowed to purchase tickets to games anymore. And if a crime is appropriate, they should be charged and punished with that crime. Those people are morons, complete idiots. But the way that this was covered, it was push notifications on my phone. I mean, I was getting stuff from The Athletic. Kyrie Irving gets bottle thrown at head as he's walking off court. I mean, it was like you had these columns written and think pieces, and it was a 24-hour news cycle when popcorn got poured on Russell Westbrook. You want to know what's not going to be talked about at all today? The fact that in Denver, Colorado, in Denver, Colorado, when the United States player scored a goal to take a lead in a game in Denver, Colorado, as he and his teammates go celebrate at the corner of the field like soccer players always do, they got pelted with bottles and cups that they had to stop play. They had to stop play to clear the field so they can continue. And then after that happened, after a United States player got hit in the head with a bottle, he had to get seen by a trainer. After that happened, game kept going on for a little while. Ball's being played on the other side of the field, close to the sideline, and play has to be stopped again because United States players in Denver, Colorado, are getting pelted with bottles and cups, and anything heavy 
that the Mexico fans can find. I didn't get the push notification last night on my phone like I did when Russell Westbrook got popcorn poured on him. Why? Why not? They had to pause the game yesterday because Mexico fans do a chant that is so offensive, the only way that they have figured out that they can try to stop it is by literally stopping the game until they stop chanting. They had to do that for their semifinal game. And they did it again last night. So last night they had to stop a game because the fans are doing a chant that is so offensive that the only way to stop it is to stop the game. And then American players, United States players in Denver, Colorado, were pelted with bottles after they scored. Is that going to be a news cycle today? Is that going to be a push notification on my phone? Are we going to have think pieces about how fans in the stands are are bad and we need to... pandemic sports were actually good because fans couldn't be around. Are we going to get that kind of stuff today? Why not? Because fan behavior last night was pathetic. Just like the fan that threw the bottle at Kyrie Irving is a pathetic loser. And the guy that poured the popcorn on Russell Westbrook is a pathetic loser. And they should be treated as such. But every fan that does that should be treated as such. You're not going to get the same reaction today. American players in Denver, Colorado, were pelted with bottles yesterday. Why? If you haven't seen the highlight, watch the highlight after Pulisic scores the, the penalty kick goal. What, what do you see when they're celebrating? Bottles, cups, just getting thrown, hurled at them. It's not a news cycle today, though. Why not? It should be. It should be, but it won't be. And um, I think you guys know why. So, it, why can we not have the same standard for everything? It's it's unbelievable. And sports media is the worst at it. Sports media is the worst at it. We're, we're, we're all a bunch of hypocrites. If you're going to just call out and single out the people that did it to NBA players. Why are you not doing it to the people that did it to our American players last night? It's all bad, all of it, and it should all be punished. But but doesn't work that way. No, it doesn't work that way at all. We'll wrap up with this. What a day for you guys. Bork on the radio today. Win, lose, or draw. I tip my cap to Oxford and the Rebs for a great weekend. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, this is going to be one of the more interesting radio shows we've ever done. Um basically doing the post game show for Ole Miss Southern Miss and Mississippi State baseball if the weather cooperates. So, huge 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 day, maybe the biggest ever uh in baseball in this state. Two teams I think will be going to a super regional when the day is over. Mississippi State I think is going to take easy care of Campbell today and it will happen in game 1. And in Oxford, will Ole Miss rise to the occasion and squash the narrative, or will they become another talking point? And Scott Barry's group, um, from fighting back in a loser's bracket, getting back to a Super Regional, be a hell of a story. It would be uh, one hell of a story, especially after what happened to them in the Conference USA Tournament. To bounce back from that and win a Regional would be pretty freaking special. So... 
so much on the line today, so much to talk about today. Um, and everything that I just said will be rendered obsolete here in a few hours when the games begin, but that's okay. Really uh, a pressure-filled day in Oxford, but really exciting. I mean, what a day for this state. What a day. Um, glad that you guys uh, spend a little bit of time of it with me. Of course. Thank you so much for tuning in. Y'all have a great day. Enjoy your baseball or try to enjoy your baseball. Enjoy the United States beating Mexico last night and the the group of young players, Weston McKinney, Christian Pulisic, uh, those two guys. I mean, just unbelievable. What a day. Uh, What a night last night and what a day we have today. And I'm excited to talk uh, with you guys about it more on this stream, on the radio, or wherever you uh, listen to me or consume my content, I'm thankful for all of you. So y'all have a great day. Try to enjoy it, and I'll talk to you maybe tonight, but if not, on the radio this afternoon and definitely tomorrow morning. Just all depends. So y'all have a great day. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.